Pray, let us pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you for the opportunity of coming here and meeting in this place. And Lord, we just welcome you this morning. Welcome your spirit to come, Lord, and just inhabit our hearts. Lord, just open us up to receive from you. And as we look at your word and as we hear about the word cap, Lord, that you would stir something within us. Lord, something that maybe has sat dormant or something, Lord, that we need just, just to learn this morning. So do you just pray, Lord, you just take my words, take our hearts, take our thoughts, Lord. And Lord, we just lift them up to you. And Lord, we honor you with them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank Drew for the opportunity of coming this morning. I haven't been out around doing Cap Sunday talks for a number of years, a couple of years anyway, but just with COVID and all we've had to cope with. So it's nice I've been able to get um, back out and about. I've been working with CAP now for about eight, nine years, working at that centre. Um, I've worked in the bank, I forgot to tell you that before that, and took the opportunity to get out whenever the banks all went belly up back in 2008. And they were looking at a staff as their way of cutting costs. So I offered to go, and to my shock and horror, they said, yeah, you can go, you're not that important to us. And that was the best decision I ever made. So then if you're thinking of a career change, and God's just laid on your heart something, just go for it. Just go for it, because there's always, there's always stuff out there. I worked in the bank for 30 years, so um, even old boys like me can find uh, employment out there. But I was inspired by John Kirkby come over. He said, up cap and spoke in our church, because um, the bishop had decided with all that was going on in people's lives at that time that there was going to be a new breed of people in debt, people who generally had worked and had careers and all the rest, all of a sudden their jobs were gone. They couldn't afford their mortgages and there was a lot of debt. So <clears throat> he wanted our church, our denomination, to be able to reach out in some way. And he heard about CAP and he brought John Kirkby over and um, inspired um, our minister then to set up the debt centre in Willowfield. And it's been running there ever since. So that's uh, kind of a wee bit of the history of, of that. So I gave up the bank, say, and I've been working then for CAP for all those years, and I'm still there. So thank you for your support. I know you support in all sorts of different ways. I'm going to give you an opportunity to increase that support uh, before I finish Before I finish uh, this morning. You're an angel. There aren't many people like you around, said one of my clients when I went out to see him. It was a fella. He was a single fella. He got himself into um, a, a lot of debt. Life had been tough on him. His friends had taken advantage of him and then had abandoned him. He got himself involved in some dodgy dealings and the authorities were on his back for overpayment of benefits and court fines. So from his perspective, there wasn't much to live for. But from mine, there was everything to live for because that's what CAP is about. And so started a journey out of debt for him and a journey towards God's greater Understand God, his understanding of God's love for him. See, CAP provides a one-to-one -one service, face-to-face -face service when restrictions allow. So whenever COVID happened and we were all told to stay indoors, we had to respond in some way because we still wanted to provide service. There was still debt. There were still people in need. We still had clients that we were working with. So what were we to do? So CAP was very quick at putting all our all our documentation online and setting up phone lines, giving us extra, extra uh, minutes on our phones. And we were able then to do our service online um, with people phoning them rather than doing face-to-face, -face, uh, which 
it was a good compromise, but it wasn't great. There's nothing better than actually sitting, speaking to someone. You can tell a lot from their body language, from their eyes, from their emotions. You can tell a lot and from that whenever you're sitting face to face rather than doing it on the phone. That can be all-consuming and leaves little else for people in their lives. A lot of um, debt clients that go to sleep worrying about debt and they're waking up worrying about debt. And statistics show that people sometimes wait up for three years before they'll actually ring and ask for help. So they're living with that for three years. Can you imagine living with that for three years? Somebody once described it, one of the CAP clients, it's like whenever CAP comes in, it's like the release of pressure from a pressure cooker. When I was growing up, my mum used to make vegetable soup every Sunday in one of these pressure cooker things where there's a wee weight on it and then the, the steam came. Do you, does anybody else have one of those? Probably doesn't happen anymore. My mum still has hers. Um, but it was a wee bit like that. When As soon as the steam built up, then the pressure came out and Cap uh, had the, the, the pleasure of enabling people to be relieved from the pressure of the debt uh, that, was, that was there. There are many reasons why people get into debt. It's not all about gambling or addictions or so on. It could be a change of lifestyle. Maybe it's the death of a partner who was working. It might be a loss of a job. It could be illness that doesn't allow you, allow you to, to work or enable you to work. And there can be many, many reasons for it. Getting out of debt is sometimes much more challenging. And for new camp clients in 2020, the most common primary reason for debt, you'll probably not be surprised, was low income. 20% said the reason for debt was low income. They didn't have enough money coming in. Even to, for some of them, they didn't even have enough money coming in to pay for their, their, their needs, their food and their electricity and their, and their heat and so on. And never mind trying to, trying to cope with the debt that was engrossing them as well. Number of cap clients who have an income lower than the national average was 84%. So that someday there's all these statistics, but 84% of our clients are actually below the national average. Those who borrowed money in order to pay for another bill or debt amounted to 62%. So more than half of them were borrowing to pay debt, which obviously created more debt for them. 58% said that they had nobody to turn to when they had a problem. 58% had nobody to turn to when they had a problem. Because of the shame attached to debt, a lot of people cut themselves off from family or from their friends or they just pretend everything's fine when actually it's not. And the number of cap clients who'd considered or attempted suicide as a way out of debt was 28%. So one in three people that I go to visit either have attempted suicide or considered it. And two people in the time I've been working with, with, with cap actually have committed suicide um, due, to, due, to, due to debt and the situation, which is very sad, breaks my heart. Because it doesn't have to be like that. And there are people out, out there in our society who are probably in that situation now. So those who said that meant they had to go regularly without meals and heating was 37%. Deciding will I heat or will I eat? And those who were able to afford light in their homes was 20%. I was once sitting in a home and doing a, a debt uh, visit and the lights went out. And he said, um, he said, Ella said, he said, oh, I only turned those on because you were here, but I don't have any electricity. And one of the things we can do, and one of the things you help with through our fuel fund, is I would have a wee fund where I could top up their electricity or top up their gas and just help them in that way and then bring them food from the, from the, food, from the food store as well. And people respond to love and care and compassion and generosity much more than they, refer to than they, than they respond to judgment. 
and let him say, why, why do you do this? Why are you doing this? Why are you so good to me? Why are you not condemning me? And it opens up the opportunity to say, this is all about God. God loves you, and we want to love you too in a way that, that you need it. So these are big percentages, and there's a lot of people out there, and these are the kind of people that we are helping. Say so half of CAP clients wait over a year before seeking help, and one in four waits at least three years. People often said to me, flicking during lockdown, oh, you must be busy. You must be busy. We were steady. wouldn't say we were busy. But if these statistics are right, then 2023 is going to be a busy year because 2020 was the year when all this stuff happened and people's lives were turned upside down. And if people wait three years to help, then 2023 is going to be a big year. More needs to be done really to raise the awareness of the free debt help available as well as work to continue to reduce the stigma of debt. So um, I've left some leaflets down there for the, for the debt to advertise what we do if you want to take some away with you, if you know people who are in, these, in this situation. So who are these people? Who are these people who are in debt? Well, they're your neighbours, they're your friends, they're your work colleagues. They're people that you don't know. They're people in the streets that you're going to be handing the candles and the, and the little gifts to, which is a great thing to do. You cap clans are most likely to be aged 41 to 60. That's about 46% of our clans. And a significant proportion are single adults or single parents. It's about 83%. And the majority of the ones I'm working with at the moment are single mums with kids. Their partners have, have gone away and have disappeared and left the scene and very often left them with a lot of debt. So trying to bring up a family, they're trying to sort the debt out, they're trying to, to get jobs and stuff, and it, it breaks your heart just to see um, what we can do. And we as a church can step in and say, look, there is hope. We're here to help you. And we can do that for you, whether it's job club, whether it's debt, whether it's life skills, whether it's inducing them to something that's going on in the church. There is help out there. So those 58% who said they didn't know who to turn to or that nobody to turn to, they have now. They have the church. So we quietly get on with the ones and twos who to the world are anonymous and insignificant, even seen as a burden. We get the opportunity to share the love of Jesus in this practical way with them and make an impact for the kingdom. COVID-19 has forced the church to reevaluate its purpose and means of being church. The days of packing them in are not returning anytime soon. And we have to get used to the one-on-one -on -one conversations, whether it was at the door, whether it was on the phone, whether it was through social media. It's no longer about the numbers, but it's about the individuals. And CAP has always been about the individual and continues to work on that principle. People ringing a phone line, me going out with a friend or to their home and speaking to them one on one. CAP rebranded itself recently and this is now our vision. It hasn't changed much, they just kind of tightened it up a bit. So the first thing is transformed lives, looking at, at, the, at the individual. We want to see people across the UK released from poverty, living with faith in Jesus and hope for the future. Relief from poverty, living for Jesus, faith in Jesus, and a hope for the future. Those things haven't changed. We've just now called it transformed lives. So if we move to the individual, then we move to the church. We want to see thriving churches. We want to see churches that have become the beating heart of their communities, actively serving them and bringing the hope of Jesus. During COVID, you probably had opportunities to go around the streets here and do stuff for people. I know, I know in my um, church environment in my job I was out all the time giving COVID boxes or living, putting gifts or that sort of thing 
And it's given the church's opportunity to get out and do what church should be doing. And what we want to do is tap into churches that are thriving, who have become the heartbeat of their community. And to, yeah, to actively serve them and bring the hope of Jesus. And Cap wants to be part of your ministry to the community that, that you planted in here. And then the bigger picture is to end UK poverty. We want to see hope-filled society free from poverty with churches united to improve the lives of those facing debt and financial hardship. CAP has always been, uh, has an advocacy role where we have lobbied MPs in Parliament and we do have an external affairs department, I think they call themselves, who are continuing to do that. You might remember, I don't know if any of you are on Universal Credit, but there was a big push to try and get the £20 a week and money not stopped but it did stop um, a couple of weeks ago cap were part of the, the group that were enabled to do that and by us getting our church to do that there was a bigger voice that has gone uh, to do that and there are other things as well which we advocate for to try and end uk poverty so there's the individual there's the church and there's the big picture and we are involved in all of that we took time in 2019 to reevaluate how we delivered our services and realized that wasn't how we wanted to work we were stretched over capacity and clients were not getting the service that we were wanting to give them. This started a six-month period of what we call time to breathe, where we stopped taking new clients and trying to get as many debt-free as possible, as well as refining our procedures. We were ready to reopen our phone lines in 2020 when COVID hit, and we again had to readjust, moving from face-to-face -face service to the phone. And say, Cap did an excellent job getting all the, all the paperwork and all the stuff we needed online and using clouds and all sorts of things to get, get um, clients, paperwork and all, to, uh, to, to, the, to the right place. And one of the things we, we did, which actually you can use as a church, is a thing called Kickstart. The Kickstart was nine standalone sessions where we took all the elements of the CAP services and we designed them so that you could deliver them in, in, in about an hour. Now, this is what I did back in March um, last year where I took four of the sessions where I thought, what are the needs of the people in my area? One of them was anxiety and worry because people were anxious and they were worried about their jobs, about their future, about catching COVID, about being sick. Um, handling loss, because a lot of people had lost people during, during, their, um, during, during that time and they weren't able to have a proper funeral and so on. And people had lost jobs and so on. And then I covered one called Breaking Unhealthy Habits was about addictions because obviously when you're, uh, when, when you're stuck in that, if you do have addictions, they can be, they can be more intense. So people were starting um, to do things that probably weren't healthy for them. And the last one I did was lifting financial pressures um, as people's financial situations had changed. So those were four of the nine that I chose. I did them over Zoom. I advertised it and I had a group who met every week um, for four weeks and did that. It's something you can buy into as a church it's free and the the the, the um, it's very good it's very good quality there's a video there's resources and so on you can either do it face to face or you can do it um, over zoom if you want and it covers there's our the five other areas that it covers as well so that's something that cap can offer you and something that you can um you can avail of if you would like if you think it would be something that would be useful for you so Capital Say reaches into homes that the church traditionally has found it difficult to reach because debt has compelled them to look for help and they find CAP services. See, those who ring our helpline are not aware that CAP is involved or attached to churches as well. So we get a double whammy. We get to help people who are in need and we get to introduce them 
the church is and to grow the church in that particular way. So say we don't just provide um, debt. We offer job club, life skills, money management courses, and so on. And, you know, it's very easy as churches and individuals to veer towards the big thing as if bigger is somehow better. The bigger church, the bigger ministry, the bigger potential, the bigger reputation. But do you know who the greatest are in God's eyes? We had it in our passage this morning. It's the individuals who are giving of themselves to serve the poor, the needy, and the vulnerable without looking for any recognition or reward. They just get on with it. Because Jesus had to remind his disciples in this passage, verse 45, he said, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Even the Son of Man did not come to be, to be served, but to serve. And in our passage, James and John asked completely the wrong question to Jesus. And they went to him and said, Jesus, can we have a seat beside you in heaven? And while they were dreaming of bigger things for themselves, they lost sight of what they had been called to, which was to serve those around them, including the poor and the vulnerable. In biblical terms, it was the orphans and the, and the widows. Their idea of greatness was way off the mark. They thought that their position amongst the elite disciples, remember Jesus had an, had an inner circle of three, and these, these were two of them, it was Peter, James, and John. They thought that would be enough to warrant this honor, but how wrong they were. The road to greatness is not gained by being bigger or better than those around you, but by serving with humility and with compassion, something that we as a church need to probably revisit. Verse 41, when the other disciples heard what James and John were up to, they were indignant with them. Indignation is annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. Now, was it because they got to Jesus before them? Maybe they were thinking the same thing. Was it that they knew it wasn't an appropriate question? You shouldn't be asking those sorts of questions. But whatever the reason, it made for a lively debate, disharmony among the disciples and distraction from the job in hand. And I wonder, as a church, what is distracting you from the job in hand, from what job expects you as a church and us as a church to be doing? Are there things that are distracting you from being what God wants you to be? Because Jesus said to them in response to their question in verse 38, can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? In other words, are you prepared to share in my ministry no matter what it costs or where it takes you? Someone once said, we often pray, make me a servant, Lord, while thinking as long as people don't treat me like one. As soon as people start treating us like a servant, don't we get our hackles up? You know, I'm not doing that for them. Why don't they do it for themselves? And so on. But the servanthood is a perpetual state of the Christian. Once you become a Christian, you become a servant. And that's where we ought to be. That's what we should be aspiring to, not anything else. Cap is all about serving. The day I lose sight of that, I need to give up this job. New honours may well come your way and you may well see God blessing you in, in various ways, but the issuing of them is God's choice. It's not ours. We don't decide what honours we, we deserve or what blessings we deserve. In serving, God blesses us and he blesses us so we can serve more. We're blessed so we can bless. We're not blessed so we can hold on to it and be comfortable in our own lives. Jesus graciously said to James and John, to sit, James and John, to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. 
We're told in Matthew 25, verse 23, his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness by serving others, by having compassion, by being a blessing to others. Gives God pleasure. And we all want to give pleasure to those we love. But I wonder, sometimes, are the things we do, the attitudes we have, do they actually bring God pleasure? Do they they bring him sadness? Those who are faithful with little will be rewarded with more, but not to gloat, but to enable us to serve more. Perhaps 25 years of serving the poor and sharing Jesus with them has seen thousands of individuals and families become debt-free and thousands come to faith. The ones are the two who we come alongside in their brokenness, despair, and hopelessness, find relief from their debt and peace for their souls. It's not an easy work. And the road for many is rocky. And for me, at times, it's frustrating. Those who don't answer the phone or return calls, I'm trying to make an appointment to go and see them. When they don't reply to a text message, you think, oh, goodness, what's wrong? What's wrong with them? When, we don't, when they don't answer the door, even if I'm calling with a food parcel for them, or when they miss a payment to cap and we're not able to pay their, their, their debt on to the people they owe money to. But we never give up on them. We offer them hope. And to quote one client, they took my hand and helped me through that hell. They took my hand and helped me through that hell. And if we as the church don't offer people hope, who in this uncertain world can, where are they going to find it? Paul reminds us at the end of 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 that the only, only three things will remain. When all the trappings of church and pleasures have gone, the three things are faith, hope, and love or charity in the old word. Faith, hope, and love. And that's where we need to focus our attention. That's what CAP is all about. Showing love in practical ways through caring and helping. Introducing them to faith in Jesus, which gives them hope and assurance of a meaningful future with him in eternity. It makes it all worthwhile for me when a client who went debt-free a couple of weeks ago managed to clear £26,000 worth of debt in two and a half years. He said he learned some lessons through the process and knows now about a God who loves him more than he ever imagined. Two and a half years ago, he had £26,000 worth of unmanageable debt. And he was able to declare he's going to have a good Christmas this year. I'm going to show a DVD now or a video or whatever you want to call it of a client from Coleraine. His name's Hugh. He's not here in person, but he's going to be on the screen. So have a, have a little look at this.
my better word of advice to you then is that just do it. And listen to Catherine. We know what they're on about. We know the deal. Massive for team work. Amazing. I mean, absolutely, truly amazing. And I was worried myself with nothing, if I'm being honest. Um, I was desperate. I didn't know a single penny to anyone. So, yeah, good luck. Thank you very much. Okay, that's Hugh's story, and it could be repeated um, over and over again. People, people like Hugh, um, who um, rang, had the courage to ring. I'm almost done here, but I don't know what God's been saying to you this morning, whether you want to get more involved or whatever. And I want to give you some opportunities to do that. Um, well, one of the ways, obviously, our Christmas appeal, which has already been mentioned, thank you for, for, for buying into that. There are four different ways you can give. You can either want to pay online or cash, whatever. Um, normally, what would have happened was I would have gathered food. You would have gathered food for me. We would have made hampers and all that, but just with COVID and all that, last year we weren't able to do that. And I've decided this year that um, just if the money comes in, then I'll buy the food and also use it for fuel and for toys and so on for these families. We have very little this, this year, so that's our Cap Christmas appeal. Thank you in anticipation for your response to that. But if you want to keep in touch or get involved in Cap a wee bit more, I've left a little sheet in all your seats. Sorry the ones in the back didn't get any. I wasn't sure there was going to be anybody in there, but do grab these. There's plenty of them, them out here. There's various ways you can do You can give on a regular basis. We have to buy services in from Cap to enable us to run the centre. So we obviously need money for that and other expenses just to, so that we can be generous and give away. So if you feel it's part of your tithe, you want to give to CAP on a regular basis. And there are some standing order forms out in the porch there. And, um, or if you want to give online or whatever, just let me know if you want to tick that box. I send a prayer, prayer letter out every couple of months as well. So if you want to pray for the work and keep up to date in that way, again, if you just tick the box. Or if you feel you'd like to be a befriend, if you've a bit of time during the day and you feel you want to go out and befriend some of the people in this neighbourhood and introduce them to your fellowship in the church here, then I'm always looking for volunteers um, to do that, to go out and just um, befriend people in that, in that area. Or if there's anything else that you feel that you'd want, that you want to do, or if you feel that you want to ask questions, I'll just stick them on that. And either give these to me before you go or you can post them to me. I've also left some envelopes there if you want to gift aid any financial donation as well. You can do that and we can claim, claim the extra from that. So with the withdrawal of the £20 a week, universal credit subsidy has left many families desperate. Increases in fuel costs, increases in prices due to shortage of goods. You know, many of us can absorb these costs, but there's a lot of people out there who can't absorb it. And we want to be able to help them. Lots of needy painful, vulnerable people. 58% remember who said they felt they had no one to turn to until Cap came in and stepped into their lives. They do now. And you and me with Cap services can see them through financially and spiritually to a better life. Hugh said there that his debts were now gone, his debts were free and spiritually we want, to, we want people's spiritual debts to be, to be cancelled out as well through faith in Jesus on the cross. And that's really what CAP's about. I mean, our main focus is salvation, through, um, but our connection with people is through the dead. So thank you for your time. I'll be hovering around a little bit later on if anybody wants to chat about any more. I have a thing called the CAP Champion. 
which I like to appoint in a church, which is really just a connection person for me. I can't be here every Sunday, unfortunately, but the cap work goes on. So if you feel you'd like to take on that, I'll just feed information into you. I meet once once every two months or so. It's been on Zoom recently, so we don't even have to leave the house. And I'm just going to update you with how things are going and, and stuff. So if anybody wants that, if you speak to Drew, he will point you in my direction and we can, we can meet up. And uh, you can be the, the representative of CAP in this particular congregation. Thank you. I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, thank you for people like you, Lord, who have taken the courage to lift the phone and ask for help. And thank you, God, for the opportunity that we have, Lord, just to spread your word, your word of faith, your word of hope. Lord, into hopeless situations. And we thank you, Lord, nobody is beyond your help. Nobody is beyond hope. And I do thank you for the work of CAP. I do thank you for this church and for the vision they have to reach out to their community. And I pray you would bless that. And Lord, just help all of us to reevaluate our lives, what's important in life, those connections. Lord, how we spend our time, how we spend our money. And Lord, that we would invest in people's lives because they're worth it. So Lord, do just help us not to always go for the bigger or the better. But, Lord, just have hearts of compassion, hearts that want to serve. Lord, so that you can bless us so that we have the capacity to bless others. We just pray these things in your name. Amen.